I will always blame things back on social media. I think we live in such a instant gratification world now that it is affecting everything. It's affecting our relationship we may have with food, with results, with success, and I believe even relationships. And I think there's just this, I I think a lot of people, even let me take it back. I think a lot of people genuinely have voids, genuinely feel empty in some places, which I feel like is normal, right? Um, I ain't saying it's good, but I think a large sum of people can agree that they may not feel love in some places or seen in some places or validated or affirmed or approved. So when the idea, right, not just the person, when the idea of a person presents themselves as being able to fill this void, I think it's very easy to kind of latch onto them, which is why you see love bombing right love bombing I (laughs) I just figured out this term like what like a year two years ago and essentially it's when you have a person that you just meet in your life and maybe it can look in the form of I don't know liking all of your pictures and constantly complimenting you and constantly telling you that you're pretty constantly checking up on you maybe they'll do a lot of acts of service for you give you gifts and they wean you off it and then they do it again and then they wean you off and it's just not a consistent type of love it's very fast it's very quick it's very intense and I think a lot of us want that a lot of us long for that even if it is romantic platonic I believe a lot of us as humans really desire intensity within our um, relationships and we desire to have things quick. I think on one episode, you know, I was talking about how even you go on Tinder, Bumble, Grindr, whatever it is that you go on and swoop, swoop um, right or left or yes or okay, swoop right for yes or no. Y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) And it is that easy, right? You can read somebody's biography and and look at how they look and, oh, oh, perfect. That's for me. But it's not realistic. And it's like we, I think just like as people, we don't cherish the slowness of friendships anymore and it's like for me personally like I look around in my life and like I look at the people who have lasted and I'm like oh why did this friendship last via this friendship and sometimes you grow apart sometimes you're moving to different locations and this is just you know 
a regular reason as to maybe why you have grown apart from someone. But when you really break down and you see and you look and you're like, oh, wow, wait, I did not take the time to get to know this person. That's usually what I want to say a majority, like 60 to 70 percent of our friendships and relationships that just fade away is that the friendship didn't start slow and it didn't have a sturdy foundation. And one thing about me now that now I have been more open to making friends and having friends in my life is that I allow myself to be imperfect in our first few interactions. So not purposefully where I just do like weird things, but I allow myself to send a paragraph message. I allow myself to send a voice message because you need to know (laughs) what you're getting into because I will send a long message in a heartbeat. I will double text, triple text, send you a TikTok. Now, do I ever feel a type of way if my friends don't respond? No, they got lives. They busy. Right. But that is me. And I'm not going to stop being me to get you to like me, because then what's the point? Literally. What's the point? Like, you really have to ask yourself that. If I stop doing something that is me, whether you, I don't know, maybe write nice letters to your friends, or maybe you like hugging your friends. Now, hugging is a little different, personal space. You know, you can still have a good friend that doesn't like physical touch. But if you are naturally a bubbly person that loves dialogue, that loves being vulnerable. And then you try to minimize or lessen that for the sake of a relationship. It doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. So I think, you know, that's something that I've allowed for myself, at least within this year, 2023. Like, I really allowed myself to make mistakes and allow people to choose whether they want me in their life or not. Because sometimes it's a me thing, right? We be common denominators too. And it can't always be everybody else's issue but ourselves. So I give myself the space and the grace to make mistakes in friendships so that people can choose, oh, I thought Jasmine was perfect. I actually don't want to be her friend. That's a mistake that I just don't like. And I don't want to work on with her. Cool. That doesn't have to be such a negative thing. Because not everybody in your life is going to be willing to work on the same things as you. So some signs that you can tell if a relationship is feeling a bit fast-paced, usually you'll have anxiety around this person. Usually your body will tell you before anything really. Usually your body will tell you that you are compromising in some way, shape, or form. Whether you are shifting yourself in some shape, way, or form. Whether you feel like you can't be good enough or perfect enough around this person and you're trying to please them. When you are around your friends, you should never feel like you have to 
please them or make them happy or make them like you. That is something that should come natural or come with time. Your friends aren't people to win over. Or the, the people that you want to be friends with aren't just people to, like, win over. So I think, you know, even just for me, I'm thinking about friends that I just didn't feel safe with. Like, I can't even really put it to words. But it's like being around them was not a safe feeling. And looking back, I've realized that, oh, wow, a bit of this friendship was based off of dopamine. I think the love that this person gave me you know, did something to my brain, to my heart, to my body that felt good. And now my um, my body is just so used to it and wants it and is kind of waiting for it anxiously. And I think another sign is that you can't, not that you can't, but you find it very difficult to essentially be bored with a person Boredom is actually very, very good. If you're not able to sit in silence for a few minutes with your friends and not feel like you have to perform or speak or say something funny to pass the time, babes, maybe you just got to reevaluate it. Maybe you just have to reevaluate, you know, at least the dynamic that you're playing in the friendship for a little bit. And of course, like some of these things like feeling anxiety and um, not feeling bored. And, you know, you can't you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? I'm not saying that every friend that you deal with these issues with automatically, that means that they are not a good friend automatically. That means that there is some love bombing or whatever it is. All I'm saying and all I'm giving is that when you start to see these things arise, when you start to feel anxious around a person, when you start to feel like you have to please them for their from for them to be okay around you, or that you can't be bored, or that you can't sit in silence, that's something to think about. Or also, you know that person who is overly nice, and they just meet you, and they are just overly nice but let them get just a little bit upset let you do something a little bit wrong a little bit angry a little bit of miscommunication and they get very passive aggressive these are very dangerous people (laughs) and that's why you have to be so solid within yourself that whether a friend comes in or out of your life that doesn't affect you you have to know what you bring to the table You have to see people not wanting you sometimes as a loss because you know what you come with. Not that, oh my gosh, I'm losing these people. No, they're losing me. But that's okay because whatever they're losing from me, I can give to another person. There's another person waiting to receive the love that I have. So, yeah, and I say that because I've dealt with that. I've dealt with like really, really sweet women amazingly sweet women and I know they have good hearts but I don't think that they've mastered being kind being nice and being kind are two different things being nice is there's still a air of people pleasing and an air of just inauthentic 
when you are just oh my gosh so nice and it's also kind of like you're overcompensating in a way like you're trying to I don't want to say hide over niceness but maybe that is what I'm trying to say like there's just certain people you can read or maybe I don't know if you're super intuitive I believe I'm very intuitive so when I meet people who are very 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 nice like it's an unusual type of niceness um I genuinely believe that there's something that they are trying to hide and then it also goes in line with um this next part which is there's many people like when you when you find yourself starting a friendship and you feel like you can't make a mistake or be seen as quote-unquote bad because this person would leave after you've made a mistake maybe that friendship isn't sturdy and when you're so fast in the emotions and the lovey-dovey-ness of a relationship it's so hard to see it's so hard to see y'all like it is so hard to see And that is why, which brings me back to my other points, I allow myself to be vulnerable when I meet people. I allow myself to make mistakes. I allow discomfort. I allow conflict. The sooner you can have conflict in the relationship, actually, the better. Because that's why a lot of women, we be having these 5, 10, 15 year relationships and like that, it's over. One one little miscommunication, one disagreement, and it's over. Because you did not make space for mistakes. You did not make space for discomfort and for vulnerability in the relationship. And I think about um, one of my friends. I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. We had kind of an interesting friendship. And not like interesting in a bad way, but interesting in a way of like we really didn't start getting close until our second year friendship. So we've known each other for about two years now. But um, it in our first year of being friends, we just really weren't that close. And when we started to become closer, she did something that kind of annoyed me. And I told her, hey, you kind of did this thing. I didn't really like it. Um, so I just want to tell you so that, you know, you don't continue to do it. I, I literally said it like right around those lines. She's like, oh, wow, I didn't even notice I was doing that. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, like you're good. Like, we're good. She's like, wow, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. Thank you for, you know, hearing me out. And, you know, we're totally fine. Like now that we've talked it out, it's water in the, under the bridge. And I saw her again, I think a month later at an event. Mind you, we've been texting I didn't even remember that that happened. Like once I talk something out, like it genuinely like leaves my body. And I hadn't remembered that, right? I'd still been texting her like normal, sending her TikToks, whatever it was. But we hadn't really like hung out since then. So we hang out later and then she sees me. She's like, oh my gosh, I missed you. And then there was a point where, you know, we were sitting and we were by the water and she's like, are you still upset at me? Like, I thought you were, I was like, what? No, I have not even thought about it since then. I just think that, you know, I care about you. So I just told you something bothered me. And many people don't process that. 
that, oh, if you care about somebody and you love them and you want a deeper relationship with them, you have to tell them what bothers you so that you don't grow resentment for them. But many people are like, no, I have to keep what it is to myself because I don't want you to feel offended or pull away from me because I told you about conflict. And it's just like even us having that dialogue, it made me realize like, wow, a lot of people think that conflict means I don't like you and I'm pushing you away. But guess what? Us having that pivotal moment in our friendship changed the trajectory of it. Now we are able to have conflict. Now, because that happened, it made us even closer. It made us even closer when we were able to discuss that together in a safe and healthy environment. And um, I just wish more people have that. I wish more people can confidently say that if they got in a conflict with, um, you know, a friend that they just met or, you know, somebody who's close to them, that they would still be assured of that relationship later. And if you've gotten anything from this episode is that conflict is okay and if somebody doesn't want to be friends with you anymore because you made a mistake or because conflict happened and they're uncomfortable they don't need to be your friend and you need to be okay with letting them go and knowing that God will find somebody better to replace them he will if you trust him and you have faith enough and you pray and ask he will replace he will literally replace so um yeah i am a lover of slow relationships i love i love 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 taking my time with friendships and i know I'm still a single woman, but even as a single woman, like I've always been very futuristic, visionary, seeing the future each stage of my life. And I'm at a point where, yo, the people in my life finna be at my wedding. The people in my life finna be at my baby shower. Who finna be the real uncles and aunties that my kids are going to be staying with or having play dates with? And I want that to be with people that I trust, people that I love. I don't want to find out when I'm married or when some big life event happens or when I move to a new city, even if it's not about, you know, another person or marriage or babies. If I make another big accomplishment and I move up in my job or move to a different city and I don't have that assurance of the friends that I have, that's pretty lonely. And I think too many people accept that loneliness because they don't believe that there is better. So I thank you all for your time. Um, I definitely encourage you all to be very, very, very intentional about the relationships that you put time, effort, and love into. And to have a level not a complete full level, but to guard your heart and have a level of detachment, 
not every person that you meet that is super friendly to you, that is super bubbly, that is giving you all these compliments and saying they want to hang out and do this and do that. Not all of those people are going to be in your life. Not all of those people have genuinely mastered being emotionally intelligent or having the best communication style. You have to have a level of detachment that protects your heart so that when that person does switch, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. You didn't take anything from me. I mean, it kind of sucks. I wish we could grow, but I'm going to be okay. And it's kind of like even the same way with dating. Like I relate dating the same way that if you are dating a man or woman, that person that you're dating is not going to be your wife or husband. You don't know that. It may. It may develop into that, but y'all still got to get to know each other. Y'all got to go on dates. Y'all got to meet the family. Y'all got to get engaged. Y'all got to lift it. Like, even before all that, you have to get to know people. You have to get to know people. You have to take your time to discern and to never feel pressured into rushing the process of getting to know someone. So that's why now, you know, I'm just so, I'm so, 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 so grateful for the relationships and friendships that I've had because it has really helped me to build endurance and to know that when all this is said and done, I still got myself and I still got God. And that's all I need. Thank you.